becomes almost impossible to run the ball. Second down and eight. Hurts. Goes through his progressions. Under pressure now. Turns the corner. Throws on the move. Touchdown, OU. Wide open in the back of the end zone. Jeremiah Hall, the redshirt sophomore from Charlotte, North Carolina. A 20-yard touchdown pass, and OU is on the Hello and welcome back to the Schooner Pod. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today, Ty Lee, as usual. What's going on, everyone? Um, not much. It's just me, but we're doing good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're here to break down OU beating West Virginia, uh, as everyone saw, 52-14. First time since 2004, the Sooners are 7-0, Ty. That's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, that's uh, actually surprising. Um, I didn't think that... We hadn't been 7-0 since then, but I guess uh, 2007, 2008, there was Red River and some other stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's always like OU would lose to a dumb team before OU Texas or then just lose OU Texas. One of the two always happened. And it, it, it's kind of cool to see the program back in this direction. La- obviously, yeah. last time we were there, you know, we went undefeated in the regular season and the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know what happened because they didn't play a national championship game. Uh, I don't know. I, maybe you could ask Ford about it, but um, yeah, yeah, nothing I happened. I mean, lost to the sands of time, I suppose. But anyways, um, this is obviously very exciting. This feels like a different OU team. Yeah, it feels like a more complete team. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a team that just has to go and just outshoot everyone. It, I, yeah. it's, it's great to see. Yeah, it's a balanced team. And as uh, Charles Sager would say, feels like 2000, so... <laughs> time to print up the t-shirts man we got more points than we did in 2000 yeah offense a lot better than uh <laughs> than yeah. the hypo era but hey well i'll, I'll take it. <laughs> it, it it sounds snazzy i i like i like the saying i'm yeah, all about we'll it stick with it yeah we'll stick with it so um let's just get right into it um let's let's dive in take a look at yeah. the numbers take a look at what happened saturday um and let's start by talking about the offense because i feel like we always talk about the defense defense mm-hmm. we'll get to that but the offense i feel like has reached a point we're just rolling at full capacity. And yeah. I know that the narrative has always has been this entire year that um, you know this team take a step back offensively. And, you know, hey, maybe it has. But you know what? It's still first in the country. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, not slowing down anytime soon. That's for sure. And it is, it is pretty convincingly the, the best in the country, I think. Obviously, I'm a little biased, but it's more complete than the other flashy offenses, and it is yet to experience a real um, hiccup or real struggles that weren't created externally. So uh, there's, you know, we've yet to have a team that's that's really stopped us. The only moments that we've stopped as has been when we've stopped ourselves. Yeah, it's so, been stuff like, like the first quarter OU Texas. Yeah, Jalen Hurts turn, uh, turning the ball over, getting Twice, a little nervous, yeah. and he he kind of mentioned that in his presser after uh, after the game on Monday, yeah. last Monday that is that he was feeling the moment a bit and was a little tense and yeah, you know this this offense though I feel like a lot of people think that LSU probably is better, but honestly I think more than anything that's just you know. The novelty of Joe Burrow turning looking like a Heisman yeah. contender. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I think it's OU is it's what everyone is expecting. Like, you know, no one's surprised OU has a tremendous offense, uh, but LSU on the other hand, that's a that's a huge change. 
So obviously it's it's very eye catching. So yeah, for sure. I think that's been part of it. And but. I think the biggest part of it is the balance. Honestly, um, yeah. Compared to previous years, it always felt like there was one big wide receiver that mm-hmm. you know quarterback goes to, whether it be Sterling, DD. I mean, we've talked about it before. It is such a balanced passing offense, uh, wide receiver wise. Um, weirdly enough, Charles, Charleston Rambo and um, Rambo and C.D. Lamb both had exactly seventy-one yards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rambo did have a touchdown though, and, and just speaking to the balance and the depth, like Jeremiah Hall and Lee Morris also had touchdowns. Lee Morris is on a, a big bomb, I think. Says his, his long was a forty-six. I think that was the touchdown. Yeah, that was that uh, play where. Uh, Jalen kind of scrambled. Yeah. Um, can't, I'm blanking on the uh, lineman's name. Caught that great block. Oh, know, yeah. Just a full 180 and, and runs back and, and stops it. And this is really my – my. I burped. I don't know if I picked it up. <laughs> That's okay. My, I'm, I'm over here sipping on Ann Michelob. So. <laughs> um, no, but the, the offense looked more solid than I think that they've looked all season. Um Obviously, we haven't been as flashy or we scored more points and stuff, but Hertz's play especially was tremendous. And I really couldn't critique anything that he's done. There wasn't a bad decision. And all of his passes were right on the money, even the ones where he was scrambling and throwing it deep. Like that that touchdown to, to Lee Morris was a throw that characteristically and, and what we've seen previously in the season, he's not too reliable on. Uh, but he was just solid just beyond solid um this game and i mean his stats speak for themselves 16 for 17 uh with that one incompletion being a drop and then 316 yards three touchdowns um you know and another 75 rushing yards so it's just it's wild i mean his his previous passing games have been very good but this is the one where I mean, we've been talking about it all season. We wanted him to kind of step up, make a lot yeah. tougher throws. It's and, he made. Yeah, he consistently made the throws that we haven't been seeing him make uh, in this game. So he, you know, he's been very, very consistent on, you know, inside fifteen yards, and when he's set in the pocket type stuff. But he was able to make stuff where he was rolling out and stuff where it was just deep that he characteristically hasn't made this season. And it's kind of been a, you know, a, a criticism that people level at him. But he was, you know, beyond impressive uh, against West Virginia. So Yeah, you, you got the sense that he feels more comfortable in the offense, mm-hmm. that he's able to do a little more. And it, it's something I think we are all really excited to see. Yeah, and, and I really hope that there was just a moment, whether it be OU Texas or at a practice or something, where it finally just really clicked and he finally just really integrated into the offense. That's my hope. Uh, we'll see if this performance carries on into next week. And it kind of feels like something as a whole kind of clicked with him. I don't know, after OU Texas. Like, yeah. You, you heard him talk a lot about, oh, I got that OU DNA now. I feel a little mm. bit better with this team. I think he, you know, uh, he's been a great leader for this team so far, but I think he finally yeah. feels comfortable, you know, wearing that yeah, OU jersey. I think, I think that's, hopefully that's what I'm hoping is that. Because, yeah. you know, obviously they, they voted him a captain. Uh, so he's been a leader since, you know, before the season and, and stuff. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully it really clicked and he's really 
part of the family now. Yeah, um, but I mean, this is we'll see. This this was like like you said, this was the game that you know when people are like, can you know is Jalen Hurts like a real type of quarterback that it's on the level of a Baker or Kyler? Yeah, and this was a performance on that level. Uh, second, he his pass, passing efficiency record or uh, uh, stat he was uh, what three oh eight, and that's second behind second all time behind Kyler versus ba- uh, Baylor last year. I mean that's incredible. Yeah, it's just the the guy is just taking it to a next level, and hopefully he can move on. But um, I'll just go ahead and say this: like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This guy gets the game ball. If if you if you if you go 16 for 17 with those stats, I I just I can't justify putting him over any other offensive player. Yeah, and then obviously he didn't have a moment that made the game for us. Like we won 52 to 14, um, but. I think that his performance is what we've been hoping that he's capable of all season. Because um, he hasn't had a bad performance, really. Uh, you can maybe criticize that, again, that first quarter of the Cotton Bowl. But he was down deep in the Texas side at the very start of the game. And it was just super loud and, and super chaotic. And it's just a, you know, it's a, it's a different environment, like we talked about earlier. It's a bowl game in the middle of the season. Yeah, prior to his win, uh, start or quarterbacks on OU and Texas that uh, play in their first Red River are, were one and seven. So yeah, I mean it, it is a hard environment to play in, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't think we can judge him on that too much. But um, I mean, I mean he did Yeah, and you know, a, a fumble's a fumble with with a quarterback. You can't, you know, probably can't critique him too much for that. The interception was. That was one I of the most atrocious. What, I don't even know what that was. Yeah, across the body, like I, he may have had like hell? inattentional blindness or something. Ugh. Just totally didn't see that that player there. Oh, it was tough. Uh, it was but, tough. Yeah. But let's let's move on a little bit more within the offense. Uh, the rushing game I thought was pretty solid. Uh, one theme I had heard uh, in the stands because I um, I did not sit uh, with you and. The, uh, student in the section, section in the student yeah. section this time I was with the with the crowd the general populace um, so I got a lot of different takes disgusting my favorite take was early in the first quarter there was a guy right next to me who kept yelling about Trey Sermon not touching the football and why aren't we running, running Sermon <laughs> while Kennedy Brooks is constantly getting like seven yard runs and the offense looks fine but he's like where's Sermon um, so let's ask where is Sermon because he's been out there kind of just hasn't been getting touches here's what I think. I I really think that Lincoln is saving him because obviously we weren't afraid to use him. Yeah. Um. And and I really don't know that there's that much of a difference between Sermon and Brooks. Um. But you know, and and again, this is, you know, we always talk about how we don't want Jalen to be the leading rusher on the team. He was the leading rusher with ten carries, seventy five yards, but um those. A lot of his yards were off of scrambles. Like, as long as the 28, that wasn't a design quarterback run. That was a pass play that they left wide open and he scrambled and scored. So, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, when I said I wanted to see Jalen not be the leading rusher on the team, I meant I don't want to have designed runs for Jalen is our predominant running strategy. And we're not having that anymore. We've really shifted away from that. Yeah. Which is good to see. But to loop back to the sermon thing, I really think we're saving him because. I think maybe Lincoln or someone sat down and realized that in the past three or four years, especially we've had this issue where we just burn guys out at running back. Obviously, you know, throw back to Rodney Anderson. He was very injury prone just from the start of his career, uh, which is very unfortunate. Um, but we've seen it with, 
with pretty much everybody, we, we have a main dude and they can burn out. Your running backs can burn out, especially pretty easily with the hits they're taking. Um, and then when they're not running, you know, they're, they're out there potentially doing pass block and, and still taking a hit from a, you know, a giant lineman or somebody. So I, I hope, cause I don't think he has any, um, injury things left over. I, I hope we're just saving him. Yeah. I think, I, I think it's just, it's kind of keeping that pitch countdown kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a, that yeah. type of thing. I, I, I really think you could compare our running back management to, you know, pitcher management in, in baseball. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm totally okay with. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the thing. I I saw a stat from uh, Blinken Riley, an absolute absolute legend. If you don't follow him, you're completely wrong. Um, great Twitter follow. Uh, OU is first in the nation in offensive yards per play, but is also 116th. And he was 19th. One, maybe 119th. It was something like that. Yeah. I'm flipping the six and the nine. Nice. In a um, offensive plays. Yeah, in offensive mm-hmm. plays yeah. run, which is just I mean that's crazy. We're getting off the field pretty quick. I. I know some people are like, "Yeah, slow the tempo down," but you know, if you can score, score. I don't think, so. yeah, I don't, I don't think so. And again, we talked about this. Um, I think a little bit in the the OU Texas review last week, and then in some previous ones, we're not trying to do one play scores. You know, we we can't help it if you know CD Lamb breaks five <laughs> tackles and scores on a seven yard slant. Like that's not us. That was us just trying to get a first down, <laughs> and he just dominated the other team. Texas so, just can't tackle. <laughs> yeah, or like a Jalen Hurts 28-yard quarterback rush off a scramble into the end zone. Like, yeah. that's not... If you're going to score, we score. Yeah, we're not out here running, like, Hail Marys every play. Like, to some extent, if we're a truly good offense, we are going to be scoring quickly against teams like West Virginia or, or like Texas, most of the Big 12, honestly, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's it's something that we have the ability to string together drives. Uh, that's what happened to all of OU Texas. Yeah, definitely. you know we weren't we had some big, you know, plays that that ended up in scores. No, obviously, I just mentioned the the CD Lamb stuff, but we were stringing together drives consistently, and we need to be able to do that for the playoffs because at this yeah. point it's it's looking like now that we beat texas and it should have been by more and now that we've really seen texas continue to implode obviously there's a, a question mark with baylor but who even knows if if they're going to be undefeated by the time they play us and so you well, know maybe we play baylor again maybe we play iowa state again but at this point you can you can pretty reliably say you know we don't want to look ahead too much but the playoffs is where we should end up. Yeah, no, and I, I think the expectation is the playoffs. <clears throat> if we miss the playoffs, this season's a failure. Which I yeah, because I, there there are two teams ahead of us that have to play each other. I'm not just, I'm, and I'm not trying to sound goonery, but at this point in the season, seven and zero, this this should be playoffs or bust. We should try to win every game we can. Um, yeah, with with Texas out of the way. Yeah, with obviously not completely out of the way. Who knows how. You know, the rest of the Big 12 is going to play out because for some reason this conference wants everyone <laughs> to play everyone and then also have a championship game. Um, <laughs> One true champion. Yeah, which is just the ultimate. <laughs> like, uh, it, it's... I don't know. We've, we've talked about this before. Like, I think the Big 12 championship game does the opposite of what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to add that extra, like... Data you point. You know, data point for the playoff committee to look at. 
But at this point, and the way the Big 12 is, I think that, if anything, it just makes it significantly harder for that team because the first and second teams are going to have to play each other again that year. And it's just a, it's a terrible equation, I think. I'm not afraid of playing anyone again. I just don't think it's a good it, it just, equation because yeah. it, it only helps with a team that isn't seen as good. Like it would it would have only helped with like the Baylor TCU situation, which is kind of what started it. Yeah. Because Baylor and TCU don't have the national respect uh, because they're not consistently always good. Yeah. Had that that season had OU gone like undefeated or whatever, like there never would have like OU I don't think would ever be affected by not having a a conference championship with the exception of last year. Well, yeah, last when year. When we already lost to Texas. A redeeming game. We were able is to another. redeem it. Yeah, but I don't know if I want to take that, That's that just, chance. It, 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 you also just have to hope that that team that beat you is good enough to get there as well. Or else. I but mean, then also lose to you. If OU beat. Yeah, I mean, if OU beat West Virginia or Iowa State, like in the championship last year, which was actually, if you go back, it was a super likely situation. Yeah. Texas got, like, I think it was like two out of two out of like twenty eight possibilities that Texas got in, and they just narrowly got in. But I mean, at, at the same time, if you know the number one team drops a game, beats the number two team, and then they come back and play each other, and the number one team beats the number two team again, there's still that question of that dropped game. Yeah, I mean, you know, like if, like if if somebody you know like OU loses to like. Baylor, and then Baylor ends up with two losses for the rest of the season, which is, you know, very probable, not even including the OU game. Yeah. Well, possible. I don't want yeah. to say probable. Um, And then OU ends up playing, like, Texas again or something. It's, you know, I, I don't know. I We get too deep into hypotheticals. Yeah, no. We it, jump back to it, the, We're, we're the starting review. to get to hypothetical season, yeah. which is, actually, I actually kind of think it's a fun part of college football, but I... Yeah, I think speculation I, but, season. But what would actually be way more fun is actually the uh, college football um, playoff um, having more games because that would be way more fun. But that's a conversation for another time. Up, up to this point, I think we've talked about this. Up to this yeah. point, this has been the season that you could really make an argument for an eight-team playoff. Eight would be really cool. Um, but in previous seasons, wouldn't have made sense at all. Would have just been a waste of time and you know potential for upsets and injuries. But I, I'm okay with upsets, not, but not this, with injuries. Up to this point, who knows how things are going to turn out, though, because there's a lot of football left to be played. You know, Obviously, OU is kind of over the hill. There's a little Baylor question mark, and then the championship question mark. But for the rest of the contenders, especially in the SEC, there is a lot. The season is really yet yeah. to even begin. I'll say this being a huge plus for OU down the line, and I'm not, I don't think anyone's really brought this up uh, from what I've seen. And so credit us for being the first ones to talk about it but uh the two biggest uh i guess schedule booster games uh iowa state and baylor both of those games they i believe iowa state has to just beat oklahoma state in uh ames which you know that's very, kind of that's, very possible that's kind of their thing OSU. that's kind of their thing they have a bye week as well yeah and then baylor just has to beat west virginia and um very it's West Virginia and someone really bad. I can't remember. You could, oh, you um, could have clicked on go back. Uh, yeah, I could have just clicked. <laughs> just click on Baylor. Yeah. No. There we go. Um, Baylor. Yeah. Again. Baylor has to beat West Virginia, and then they have to beat TCU, who's awful. And then then OU. well, they also have to beat Texas. Well, no. What, Texas. I, what I'm trying to say is, before OU, 
these teams can, like, if they take care of business, which they should, can only go up. And because yeah. of that, I, I look, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'd like to say before I continue at this point, I don't believe this is how you should look at teams. However, OU will beat a higher, OU has a chance of beating a higher ranked Baylor and a higher ranked Iowa State before they play Texas and get another loss. Be- because they beat that team with a higher number, it's going to look more impressive. Does that make sense? No. However, I think it will actually be to OU's benefit that they will have beaten, in the committee's eyes, a higher-ranked team, which is stupid. But also, last year, Iowa State was like, or, um, they were like, Ohio State had a quality win against TCU, who was ranked. And then they went and lost to Kansas. Yeah. Mm, I will say Baylor's schedule was very backloaded for them, with the exception of that Iowa State game obviously because they barely won, but they also barely beat Tech, which makes me think that Baylor could very well lose to TCU. Well, they pretty much guaranteed to lose to Oklahoma. Baylor, I would I would bet that they lose to Texas, and if Kansas continues to play the way that they played OU and the way that they played Texas especially, Baylor could lose to Kansas. Well, I, also keep in mind Baylor's only game outside of... Uh, and it would be very Baylor to just four-loss the rest... Yes, <laughs> go undefeated, and then just four loss the end of the season. Just I mean, back to back to back to back. I'll say this: Baylor only has one game that is you know not within an hour and a half away from them, and that's at Kansas. That's yeah. th- their schedule. While it's a little difficult, I mean, it sets up well for them. Just I think. just to be a devil's advocate, just to to piggyback off what you're saying about Baylor being able to be very well placed before they play OU. Um, it's also very probable that, or, well, it's it's possible, again, the opposite end of the spectrum of Baylor and, uh, who was it, Iowa State? Yeah. Could be very well placed when they play OU. They could also end up both just being terribly placed and our strength of schedule is just tanked again. Yeah, it, I mean, if they lose to these teams, then they're just bad anyways. Yeah, they're, which is like, kind of, that's still bad. kind of a discussion like we had about, you know, the Texas-Kansas game as it was playing, um... That the outcome that occurred is probably the worst possible outcome for OU because we needed Texas to blow Kansas out. We need Texas to blow everyone else that they play out for the yeah. rest of the season. Like we need Texas to be as good as they can be because they're our best hope for strength of schedule. But at the same time, if Kansas beats them, then it's hilarious. We can just roast them forever the and memes. make a bunch of memes. But when Texas only wins by two, it simultaneously tanks our strength of schedule and also doesn't give us the satisfaction of being able to say that Kansas beat Texas. It kills so the memes. This for for OU fans especially, Kansas fans super happy that they even played Texas that way. Texas fans glad they got away with it, but OU fans were the real losers this past weekend for the Texas Kansas game. Arguably this is the best thing, the best case scenario for Texas because, you know, well, sure, they are embarrassed. For well, no, bit. them blowing Kansas out would have been the best yeah, case true. scenario. Yeah, that's true. But that's I true. guess you could but, say but, it's but, the best but, case scenario because it's the worst case scenario for Sooner. They, they soiled. Uh, they soiled a little bit for us. That, that helps for them, I guess. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on to the defense. Yeah. <laughs> we just spent ten minutes not talking about really much, but you know, I don't. I hey, speculation season, man. Uh, hey everyone, before we get started, I just want to talk about our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor simply is the perfect place to go if you're trying to start a podcast. First off, free. That's great. But there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super easy to use, super intuitive. 
Uh, and then once you have that edited, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places uh, where you listen to podcasts. And when they're distributed, you can start making money from your podcast right away, no minimum listen- listenership. Start getting that Anchor money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm right now to get started. Now, the Schooner Pod. Let's talk about the D. Another great dominant performance. I think it's safe to say that this defense is honestly for real. Yeah. Like, I, I'm going to loop defensive special teams in here. Yeah, of course. Of course. So, obviously, pump block, touchdown. Beamer ball. Yeah. Which was, uh, that's our first special teams touchdown since 2015. We had one last year. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was, we had one last year, uh, Buzzy Bolton grabbed one. Uh, oh, we did? Yeah, against FAU, but it had been a while. It, 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 it um, any special teams touchdown is awesome. Somebody told me that that was our first one since 2015. Yeah, they, they missed out on the Buzzy Bolton thing, because I, I remember that happening. But anyways. Michael Grimes. Oh, yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Michael Grimes thing. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we said your name. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> anyways, let's... <laughs> so, yeah, I think the, the uh, special teams look very good, though. Uh, they've continued to be a Yeah, really well, our special teams has been right on the brink. You know, CD's had a couple... CD ran well back, actually, this year. They got called back, didn't he? Yeah. Well, they, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yeah, right. so, I mean, we've been right on the brink of of any sort of special teams, which really it's up to chance. So that's where you want to be is right on that edge. Yeah. Um, and we've been there, so it's just bound to happen. Um, but yeah. Oh, defensively tremendous performance. I was worried that we would go into garbage time and let West Virginia get more than 14. Uh, but they, they did a great job. Kenneth Murray, again, leading the team um, statistically. And then also just as a leader, yeah, uh, another which great. Is great to see. Just another great game from Kenneth Murray and yeah. you know Delaren Turner Yell. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, guy's just been balling yeah. out. Murray with lots of hits on Austin Kendall, yeah. um, which we were we were cracking up. I'm sure you guys were too. That uh, Murray would hit Kendall and they would start talking, and the refs would run over and, and try to break him up and and realize that they're just they're just buddies. Yeah, they're <laughs> just friends having a, a chat, you know, a friendly <laughs> game of football, which. Um, shout out to Austin Kendall. You know, he, he put in a lot of work for this team, um, said some stupid things, but he put in a lot of work for this team and he has a lot of friends here. Yeah, but even the dumb thing was just to support the bros. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's not something that Baker wouldn't have done had he not thought of it either. So, yeah, no. And I, I don't know. I, I, I'm. I'm happy to see him do well, and it was really cool to see the reception he got from both the fans and the players. I, good on him. Yeah, I will say he didn't. He was okay. He was very all right. He was very Austin Kendall in the system. That he's in. Speaking of which, if Jalen Hurts doesn't come here, Kendall stays. Do you think he wins starting quarterback? I think it's a really tight. I think I, Mordecai beats him. Mm, I don't think so. I, I don't, not from the, Austin Kendall has better. St- obviously, has more play time. Austin Kendall has better stats in a significantly worse system than Mordecai does in this. Like you could put like you could put a lot of higher end high school quarterbacks that didn't even play in college in Mordecai's position, and you could get a fifty percent completion rate out of them. Yeah, I yeah, I get that. Like he's throwing to five stars when he's out there. I also don't know if they're really trying. They're they're not. 
I mean, the plays he's running aren't the primo plays. It's the, uh, you know, But they're not time, deep plays either, though. They're, and his, his incompletions are not defensive, you know, coverage type things. Yeah, true. But I think Kendall starts before Mordecai nine times out of ten. I think it's, I think it's probably a little closer. To I think that, OU has it, two losses for sure. currently. If either of them were the starters, I don't know about that. Who would we lose to? Who do you think we lose to? Texas. I don't think we lose. Eh. And we only beat them by a touchdown, though. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's it's that's that's tough because what happened was probably the worst case scenario for Jalen Hurts. We could have so, lost to Kansas too. I don't think we would have lost to Kansas. We we pulled away from Kansas big time. Like we would because of Hurts. Yeah, but I don't think it's just because of Hurts. I mean, I think that if offense you, if you can't through. even get it into like CD or Rambo's hands, like there's not a whole lot you can do. Yeah. Either way, that's a moot point. We we are just all about the hypothetical. We would today. be eight and four with Austin Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> eh, eh, I don't know. Anyways, um, so uh, Kendall was all right. That was kind um, of a cold take. Uh, you picked into that one too much with what, the two loss thing, and my take got very cold. Yeah. No, I think, I think we still would have lost to Texas. I don't think I think we could have pulled that pulled it out against Texas. It just would have been a different type of ball. We'd be game. ranked like eighth or ninth. Maybe uh, we wouldn't be as as impressive. We'd have lost, we yeah. probably wouldn't make the playoffs. We'd be even worse against the spread. Yeah. Actually, maybe the spread would be way more reasonable and not constantly <laughs> in the thirties. Not not impossibly hard to pick. Um, I will say, okay, so no takeaways again. But I feel mm, like yeah. that's okay because the the defense. But plays. it's it's almost like it's almost like our defense says that they want to play for takeaways. But then the way they play is completely different, and the way the way they play, I think, is the way they need to play, which is the more conservative, just get the tackle type thing. So when you when you really look at it with our off or with our defense, I'm sorry, um, you really notice this on plays where you have more than one defender in on the tackle. Uh, the first guy will will almost always go and and do the uh, you know that new style rugby tackling, uh, which is not what. Well, we did back in my day no. when I played high school football in the SEC and put our face mask on the ball and we wrapped up and tackled them. And nowadays you like put your shoulder on their hip and like slide down and twist or some some shit like that. I don't know. You got some bullshit called player safety. They ain't invented that back, back in 2015. Back in my day, we played ball in the ring, stick one man in the middle, have him hit you too. Back you. in my day, we'd take our pads off and run the Oklahoma drill in the parking lot. <laughs> well, we still do that, just uh, just yeah. significantly drunker. and uh, <laughs> Yeah. But um, not, anyways, not what, you'll, what you'll see is our, our initial guy will go in, or you know, the, the initial hit is always, uh, let me just get that tackle. Uh, but then when you get multiple guys coming in, then they start going for the turnover and for the strips and stuff. And and defensive, we almost have one dropped interception every game, pretty yeah. much. I can't think of one this game, but pretty much every game we have a, just a straight-up dropped interception, um, which, you know, that could be improved. But. Yeah, for sure. I'll also say this. Uh, another player that kind of improved, like impressed me, uh, Buki, I thought looked pretty good. He, he, was, he, he, he didn't get burned. He gets burned. Sometimes, but what he does is he, he always... gets burned at least twice a game. Yeah, it didn't happen this. But one. his aggression, but his his aggression, always getting his nose in there, always getting in there. I, I like that a lot, and I think that's something that you can commend. He's kind of like a little Zach Sanchez. Remember how Zach Sanchez would have like at least one or two turnovers a game, 
but would also personally be responsible for at least 7 to 14 <laughs> opposing points a yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, but this is different because it's like he, instead of get, instead of picking the ball off, he just is kind of Yeah, Buki's completely in... different because he just gets like one or two fun tackles a game. He's the same feast or famine But at the same player. time is still responsible for, not in this game, thankfully, but he's consistently been responsible for at least seven points and usually, for the opposing team a game with no return and turnovers or anything else. And so, usually like 90% of the, the shit on Twitter. At, the uh, only really at help, Broken Hater, yeah. what's up? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think... I think he's finding his role, and I don't think he's as... I don't I think West Virginia's is way shittier they, they, they're, they're bad, but I don't think he's a lost cause, is what I'm trying to say. I think he, I think he, mm. has, I think he has a point here. I, honestly? Just a little different than we thought. I don't even think he'll make it to the league. I don't think he... I, th- I think that's not, a, that's not a bad take. I think... He's too short. There's, yeah. Yeah. I think the height probably gets him, but... Um, yeah. Let's... Uh, okay, what else? Um... West Virginia's run game was awful. 51 yards on 30 carries. We knew that was going to happen. Like, they're just Ooh, yeah. brutally bad. Uh, that O-line on there is just... West Virginia is oh, so Oh, we're, we're bad. really... I think we're just good against the run, though. No, I mean, it, well, that too. It was I a, saw a quote from, from Kenneth Murray earlier today about how excited he was to play a team that didn't run the spread offense. Yeah. Because it was like, you know, a kid in the candy shop. Because, you know, then he gets to... To really show, they can just square and, up. Yeah, he's just passionate about the game. It's it's really a great scenario for them because they're they're running a power offense, but are not like the guys they have in Morgantown just aren't. They're not a, powerful. No, they're not a power type of team. They can't run it run it up your throat because they're all spread guys from Dana. Yeah. So this, I mean, I like this. I like the scheme. It just needs some years to develop, and for Neil Brown to get his guys in there. Uh, gotta say, shout out to the Gooners. And probably this is my take a lap. Uh, all of them were upset about West Virginia scoring fourteen. They're like that defense doesn't look too good. We got that blown touchdown. I, I feel like I hear this. South Dakota scored fourteen. Yeah, we we, held we should be says, upset about that. We're improving. We're getting better. I just I don't understand Ugh. this. I, I I will say this South Dakota every scored time. fourteen because we let them score fourteen, which really bothers me. Yeah, it was like uh, West Virginia earned their fourteen points. It was like they won a, like a like a sweepstakes or something, like a contest, and got to <laughs> got to go to Owen Field. It, it was and, almost like it was in the contract, like we'll pay you a million dollars and let you score at least fourteen points. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a kind of fun thing. They brought their band, which was I'm, I'm I mean, it was a cool experience for them. And part of their uh, their pa- they they paid for the premium package where they got to score fourteen points. <laughs> um, that's but I, I'm just saying. I, I think the expectations for this defense have reached a level, uh, like just, a perfect level, I, where we just I'm expect shutouts every I'm imagining, time. do you know the opening scene to the movie The Dictator? Yeah, yeah. He, with uh, with Megan Fox, where he has all the pictures on the wall of all the different, <laughs> it's like South Dakota, like has their like 14 points they scored on OU, <laughs> like put it up in there. A&M would put it on the side of their stadium. <laughs> They'll claim it as a conference championship. After they leave the conference, pieces of shit. Well, you see, we, we it's a conference championship because we um uh we tied Oklahoma and Oklahoma State in the South, and we're third. But unfortunately, know. I cannot think of a thing to give A and M my take a lap for the week. Um, so Could we, if it wasn't a part of my take like thing, we'd just call it the Jimbo. The Jimbo of the week, the Jimbo Fisher Award. Uh, but I'm, we can't I'm really do that. Trying to, I'm really 
struggling with my take a lap of the week. I was hoping that Austin Kendall would talk a bunch of shit and come in here, but he wasn't. I he, mean, I, everyone's just friends. I'll go out. I'll go outside. I'm not going to take a lap, Austin Kendall. I'll go outside of it. I'm not going to take a lap. The the Roughnecks. No, they. That yeah. was very obviously we have to acknowledge that. Well, we'll acknowledge uh, very that. Very fortunate that. that everyone is okay. Um, which does unfortunately we'll, we'll make it fair game for memes. We, we were going to talk about it in notes. Um, yeah, man. Big, I'm really trying to think that, of my take dude, a lap, though. Big. That was that was super sad. Obviously, I'm a big fan of the Schooner, as it is literally the name of our podcast. Very tough look. Um, as you can see, we've paid proper tribute to it in our cover art. So I'm going to take a lap, Sam Ellinger. I was going to do that too. I was going to say that's fine. We can all take yeah. a lap, Sam Ellinger. I'm just saying, Sam Ellinger. In terms of oh, oh, take a I lap. Know, I know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. The, what was the tweet where it says uh, it's crazy to think like nine months after Sam Ellinger says this, and it's a clip of him saying we're back. Oh man, that's super loud. And it's, uh, oh, sorry. No, it's okay. That oh, was that was me. you. That, that was, was on you. me. That yeah. was my fault. Do we want to? No. No, we no, were good. Leo, yeah, let's Leo. let it roll. Sorry for killing your ears. Sam um, Ellinger, take a lap. Take a lap, Ellinger. He needs it. You deserve it, man. You, I'm just saying, I, look, as 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 a fan of a team who once was super optimistic after a Sugar Bowl, um, I would like to say I feel your pain, but I don't. Because I, and, and just, just, they took it to a different degree. I want to I wanna disclose some stuff here. I personally, I do not hate Texas. I actually kind of like Texas. Like the university, it's like their theming is kind of cool. I love their band because it's like unique, unlike our just generic ass like Walmart brand Ohio State band that we have. And like I, I like I I don't hate Texas. Like I at one point I thought I was going to go to Texas or potentially could. Um, I even used to wear a Texas sweatshirt sometimes in like elementary school. I don't know where I got it, but I did. I don't hate Texas, but oh my god, do I hate Sam Ellinger. And do I hate Tom Herman? And if, honestly, if you don't, you have to be a Texas. Like, I don't understand how anyone, I would hate Tom Herman if he were an OU's head coach. Yeah. Honestly. Like, Tom Herman is just, I just, ugh. He's I like Barry Switzer him. with none of the charisma. Or wins. Or yeah. wins. <laughs> yeah. He, he just, he's just a jerk. I don't even think he's like Barry Switzer. No. I don't think. Yeah, he's just he, like. He's just a jerk with no charisma. He's just a sleaze. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't like that guy. Switzer's not. Switzer is just like a. Uh, well, charisma changes things. Switzer was wins. like it's well. I mean, it's like it, the difference between Switzer and Herman is like Switzer is like if Leonardo DiCaprio was like out like at the club doing coke and like telling people that they're poor is like totally different than like the Tom Herman who would be like I don't even know like some generic dude out on the street just like doing the same thing. Like just, it's just not cool. Yeah, no. I mean, he he would be like I don't know, like. Just a, Tom Herman sucks. Yeah, he sucks. He and just so sucks. does Sam Ellinger. We, we, and just, we, I don't hate Texas. I would love to like Texas outside of when we play them, but I just hate Sam Ellinger and, and Tom Herman. No, nah, I, I can't stand Texas. I disagree with you, but it's a little different. I, they just and the reason I brought that up though is that should just again drive in the nail, or my hope is that it drives in the nail of just how hateable those two people are. Yeah. I'm going to take a lot both of them. Yeah, just the entire university. Uh, no, just those two. Just those. Just, two. Two. just take take a look. Just those two. And maybe Stein, maybe Stein. Anyways, <laughs> um, let's. Okay, so game ball. I had. Let's just finish our game balls as well. Defensive. Off- yeah. Offensive. I had hurts. Who did you? I have? had. I had hurts. We, we well. agreed on hurts. Offensive. Yeah, it was. You really couldn't ignore that. Defensive. I'll let you go first. So because I went first on the offense. I'm going with Gallimore. 
Yeah, Big Canada. Yeah. I've uh, I've been looking for you know a chance to give him the game ball ever since I found out that he could read minds. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really coming in handy. It's a fact. Yeah, it's a, he said it. So it's a fact. That, that sprint he had on the, uh, I mean, that, he had that one tackle for loss where he just sprinted to the sideline yeah. and beat the running back yeah, out there. That and, was awesome. I want to I want to throw in a special game ball for, oh, you clearly got a new DJ to play music in the stadium. Bobby and I have been talking about this. I don't know if anyone else noticed, but I'm sure if I bring this up, you probably will think back and notice. Our music game, like song choice and timing for the music and everything it, like it had to have been a new person. We even worked in some country music that worked in the places that they fitted in. Like it was just, I, I don't think that there's anyone that would be unhappy with with the music because it's the same genres that have been playing. We added some country for the Gooners that have been begging for that. It was at really good times, really good song choices. Just the the in stadium DJ game had to have been a different person because it was, it was night and day different. Yeah, no, it it was really good. Just a nice blend. Yeah. Um, didn't didn't overcome the band too much. It was the perfect kind of blend. Yeah. I loved it. I special was a big fan of that. second special game ball coming from Ty for whoever made the Blase OU football hype video. Before. <laughs> that was pretty dope. I'm all in on that video, and I hope it <laughs> plays before every game. I keep trying to find it on YouTube, but that was I keep rewatching like the 30 seconds that I got <laughs> shakily on Snapchat. But that was that was badass. Get, that was my favorite. It gets the people video going, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was cool. I love that. I love that. So. <laughs> but yeah, that's West Virginia. Let's move on to quick notes real quick. So, yeah. um, no balls thrown out. Uh, uh, both West Virginia touchdowns were in the mm, south end zone. I think one of them got thrown out. How did it make it up there? Well, they threw it up to the patio. Oh, really? So both times they threw it up to the patio, and um, like a I'm terrible at judging age. Like a ten to thirteen year old guy yeah. got it, and the first time he got it, and people were yelling, "Throw it out!" Um, and he ran like from the patio. Like it, the patio has a railing where you can go to the back. Yeah. And it looked like he was running out there to throw it out because uh-huh. there's no other reason he would run out there. Yeah. The second time, it got up there. And they threw it to some kid, or some kid caught it that was, like, in one of those, like, exterior boxes, or kind of like the yeah the ones in, like, basketball arenas. And when the kid caught it, he refused to give it to anyone. Like, he was, <laughs> like, trying to keep it, oh. and he didn't throw it out. And I'm just assuming that, you he know, kept... a ball or security person went and got it from yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, but I think that one of them got thrown out based off what I saw on the camera. A small 10-year-old boy did it. Way to yeah. go. Way to go. It was a different one. And then his when his friend got it, he wouldn't throw it out because the same kid that I believe threw it out uh, was like yelling at him to throw it out, which is again what makes me believe that the yeah. first kid threw it out. Okay, well I hope he did. That'd be nice. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, also, big news we have to report. I will not report. Everyone probably heard it. Uh, junior linebacker John Michael Terry out for the year. Um, that's that's a pretty tough hit for the uh, linebacking core. Um, however, it does mean we get to see a little bit more action out of. Um, some of our other guys, Nick Benito, obviously has been great in that position. This yeah. is a, this is a spot with depth, and of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention our me and Jameson's guy from last year on the recruiting trail, uh, David Ogwegbu. You know, you know who I'm talking about. First name I'm, Pod. First name Pod. Now, David. Ogwegbu. We need a little sound effect that we play every time someone. Just you know, like a, different podcasts have little sound effects for yeah. certain like moments or when you say a certain thing. Yeah, we need a little first name pause, like or first name pod up. buzzer or bell. Or, yeah, 
That's a, it's a like a horse last name, name or last something. Name pod. The name. Are we a last name pod? Are we, no, we're a last. <sighs> wait, wait. Are we? I think we're a last name pod. We're a last name. We're a last. We're a last name pod. Except yeah, yeah, for yeah. Da- David Ogilvie. Uh, uh, anyways, but I'm excited. To oh, I fucked it up. <laughs> what, what? No, you're good. It's it's we're whichever one whichever one benefits us at that particular time. All right, that was West Virginia. Those are yep. our notes. Um, get feeling better, John McElterry. Great great player, but it could be. I think that's a position that we can you know kind of be all right. Final in. We note. Have depth enough. Final note, Gooners. Please, for the love of God, stop getting confused when Drake Stoops catches a three yard slant and everyone starts saying Stoops. We are not booing him. Get with the program. Saying Stoops. Come on. Come on, man. Every single game, someone gets confused <laughs> as hell as to why we're booing <laughs> because some random little white kid caught like a three-yard slant <laughs> and then just got destroyed by the defender because that's what happens to him every time. Get with the program. Okay, so let's move on to Kansas State a little bit, talk about the Wildcats. Yeah. Obviously, they've been up and down. We predicted, both of us predicted them to finish last in the Big 12. Started off hot, uh, beat Mississippi State, who we turned out, actually awful <laughs> um and then uh yeah no they ever since they've been kind of up and down they beat tcu um I gotta that, say, but the bottom half of the big 12 is just wildly unpredictable yeah i, I, I it's get very that. competitive like anyone could beat anyone on any given day it's just a, a cesspool of of just mediocrity mediocrity we, we, <laughs> thought, we thought it'd be a middle. you have two undefeated teams two three and one teams in in conference and then you just have a series of one and two or one and three teams depending on bye weeks and then you have kansas at oh and four. we thought the middle would be like really good and yeah compelling. we thought that it's there would be bad. like three distinct tiers <laughs> it's uh, just one there's definitely is not just like one really good half um but let's take a look at, at Kansas uh, State a little bit. So offensively, they're clearly just led by one guy. It's Skylar Thompson. Um, the guy's been pretty good, but I will say he's 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 all right. He's a dual threat guy that kind of struggles against good competition. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm really interested to see him play because that's really just their only offense. Yeah, the rest is trash. Just frankly, it's trash. Yeah, and I, I think we'll do really well against them just with our, you know, if we play pass rush the way that we played against Texas, this guy doesn't even have a chance. Well, the offense just folds against good teams. So they had 13 against Oklahoma State, 12 against Baylor. Um, other Every other game, they do decent, but every time they run into a good team, it just so it just desperate. I off. want so desperately for OU to get a shutout this season. This <laughs> might be our last tiny little shot. I kind of think this one is a good opportunity. And this is our last shot this season, I think. I'll say this, I don't there's no way they're going to outscore us because off defensively, look, a lot of people are saying they're a good defensive team, they can hang with teams, but they just give yeah. up so many big plays. That's it's, built on a resume of blowing out Nichols, blowing out Bowling Green, beating by a touchdown a team that lost to Tennessee. <laughs> Losing, losing, and then beating by, like, right around a touchdown, a TCU team that could lose to anyone at any moment. (laughs) Yeah, TCU is awful. Um, But they gave up 296 yards to Chuba Hubbard. And in that Baylor game, seven Baylor players had uh, gains of over 20 20 yards or more. It's, um, 
I mean, it's an absolute. Ooh, if they're if they're yeah. vulnerable to big plays, it's going to be. This is like a perfect storm day. for an absolute boat race here. I'm just saying. I, I mean, just if you look if you look at the teams who are at least not as good as OU. Um, I mean, oh, they got Denzel Mims though. Yeah, no, that's oh, Baylor. That's Baylor. That's Baylor. Yeah, Baylor, yeah. Baylor. 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 Mimsy. Got Mimsy. Denzel Mims. I said to put the snakes in their boat. Mimsy. <laughs> Denzel Mims. Actually, he was the first uh, uh, guy who got the podcast wrong uh, or the last name wrong. So Mimsy comes for circuits. Okay. You don't blow the whistle on land, Mimsy. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Enough of that. <laughs> but um, that's Kansas State for you. I mean, they're just kind of all right. I, I honestly don't think they'll be much of an issue for OU. I, I was a little worried about them earlier, but you know that defense, you know, really collapses against a... week week three. We're looking at this Kansas State game like, uh oh. Yeah, because Manhattan can be a bit of a snake pit sometimes. Well, I mean, uh, they had they had blown someone out, shut someone out, and blown them out. Gone to the SEC West and walked away with a win, which is huge. For yeah, Kansas and we're State. sitting here going, uh oh. And then they lose to Oklahoma State, and I don't. We were like, I actually, okay with that. I don't know about Kansas State though, because their two losses are again uh, Oklahoma State again. We keep hyping them up, and they keep just. Being garbage, but I think Oklahoma State actually is. Kind Oklahoma of garbage. State could beat anyone in the Big Twelve. I, th- uh, I mean, at, at any time, maybe, but because the only two good teams are, well, I guess, kind of a rival, and then they're also allegedly a rival. Yeah, but Spencer Sanders can't hold on to the football at all. He's he. This team is not very great. I think. Yeah, I, Kansas State's two losses are not bad. They could still end up finishing easily top half in the Big 12. Well, wait, also, what are we building our OSU thing on? The Texas game that they almost won? Well, wait, we know that's not a big deal. And then they... I mean, With Chuba Hubbard, saying. and then Stoner is good enough that he gives you, you know, a little versatility even when your quarterback is garbage. May, the Oregon and State Gundy. win? You gotta build it. you got to build it on those three, I think. I don't... I'm starting to think Gundy's not a great head coach. I'm sorry. Gundy's kind of a Tom Herman. Though. I think like he's he regressed gets up a bit. For, he gets up for big games. I think he's regressed a bit, honestly. I know he gets up for big games, but I'm starting to kind of He's also a coach that, that kind of relies on having a really, really solid quarterback, too, though. I think we'll learn a lot about OSU next uh, this week against Iowa State. That's going to change. I, I think if they can go into Ames and get a win, um, I think they are probably that team that should be respected, but I, I don't think that Spoiler alert for the picks pod. I don't think they will. Um, actually, I didn't spoil anything. That's a pretty tough line. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, I just don't think OSU is that great. But uh, Kansas State, yeah, Kansas I, State, I think Kansas um, State's not going to be a big issue. I will say, like, for OU, you got to get up for those type of games because they're going to give us our best shot. Or they're going to, they're going to, I really don't know if they will. I think they're going to try to punch us in the mouth. I they don't think, do. I don't think they will. I'm just saying, last time we were there, we almost blew it. Uh, against yeah, Alex, but, freshman Alex Delton. But that was with uh, old Bill Snyder. Yeah, true. He has a, he has he had some magic in that old windbreaker of his. That yeah, Alam, that 2007 Alamo Bowl. Well, windbreaker. he was like the he was like the Gandalf of the Big Twelve. Like, <laughs> he knew everything. Like knew everyone. Like maybe wasn't the best wizard, but. <laughs> He's the one that taught all the other wizards. He's like that one wizard that was like, you have no power here. That you just like. It's kind of the Palpatine. 
Yeah. He's like running everything. He'd just kind of pop in out. The background. He'd yeah. have one year and be like, oh, we have Colin Klein. We're going to win the Big, big 12 now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was a weird year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely how it, like, like Bill Snyder was like the Palpatine. And then like Tom Herman was, was Padme. <laughs> and then uh, Lincoln Riley was Anakin. Because Anakin's just fucking pat at me. <laughs> oh, God. We'll probably cut that. Let's, we'll probably cut that. <laughs> that was a little much. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, anyways, I think that's all we I have. Think, I think I had a better way to say that. They made it sound way Yo. less sexual and way more um, fucking them over thing. <laughs> Fuck. I don't... I, I still have zero idea where that analogy went, so I think we should just kind of end the podcast. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's West Virginia, and then a look ahead at Kansas State, and then uh, there's some bleeps in there. Oh, we got to answer a question because I foolishly asked oh, yeah. the for, listeners for a question. For, okay. for, for some reason, Ty decided to do a Q&A like, as we're on the way to the studio. And I actually meant to say, hey, we're not going to actually answer questions, but I forgot. I guess okay. we kind of have to. So we have one question to answer. Um, it comes from, I've never met this guy before in my life, like a, some anonymous listener. Okay, the question, Bobby, do you want to go first or do you want me to answer it first? Uh, you go first. Okay, so the question is, would you rather fight 50 chicken-sized horses or one horse-sized chicken? Oh, man. So the consensus in the group chat was that they would fight the horse-sized chicken, but I, I, that's foolish. Well, that's, think, think that's about literally, the, you are fighting like a T-Rex. Think about the like weapons a that a chicken has. Chickens it, fight. Chickens are fighting like, yeah. I like what, little I, chickens fight. Or, ra- like, in, in some cultures, they do that. I would rather face... A, a giant one? Like, aren't chickens or, like, birds or, like, descendants from the dinosaurs? You're fighting, like, a... I think Velociraptor's a little smaller. Something, yeah. like, in between a Velociraptor and a T-Rex. <laughs> it's got, like, a horse-sized chicken? It's I don't good. think you guys realize. Here's a real question. I'm fighting 50, 50 chicken-sized horses? Oh, yeah. That's like that's like little cats or like dogs that have no ability to like fight you. Yeah, they. I mean, I, I think because the they can't bite. Yeah, I mean, look. Here's all they can, the, the, like the best attack they can get is to run up to you, turn around, and like kind of donkey kick just, maybe. Yeah, which is that's a critical vulnerability right there that they have to to move to your position and then adjust to get set in. Only fifty of them too. You just be out there kicking. I mean, just oh, here's the real question. Here's the real be picking them up because a. a, a a chicken-sized horse? Chickens weigh what? Like five pounds, maybe, if that. Well, no. Th- here's here's a real question. Would you rather fight fifty chickens, like actual just chicken-sized chickens, or fifty chicken-sized horses? I'm taking the horses. Male or female chickens, though? Well, just chickens. I don't know. Like maybe a mix. I don't discriminate. It, what what what's the de- the fight? So I think, I think I easily win both of those fights. But the chickens, because they can just run at you and peck, peck and they have the sharp beaks, yeah, yeah, you're going to get more messed up by the chickens just because they have, like, the horses, a little, uh, a chicken-sized horse, they're coming at you with, like, a pencil eraser-sized hoof that is coming in at, like, a negligible amount of force. It's not going to penetrate your skin. I think I'd rather fight a full-sized horse than than Mm. one chicken. Full-size horses are fast, though. Like, I played Red Dead. So, like, I know that, like, a full-size horse, you can just run someone over. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. That's... 
I just I think I just really am horrified. Did you just say that you would rather fight a full size horse than a regular size chicken? I'm really scared of chickens, man. That was a I, cold I, do, I do not like birds. If anyone knows me, or, yeah, I know these Jam- guys. Jameson are... can attest to this. I hate birds. Yeah, so I, I think I'd rather go go with the horse and just get Yo, one lucky f- shot. If it's it's not, I don't think you can have a set rule of like, oh, I'm gonna fight the one bigger one or whatever. Uh, but chicken sized horses. You're t- like that's basically like a dog that can't bite you. That's like a bunch of chihuahuas that can't bite little, you. They have little bites. A dog would bite. But they harder. have bite dogs have like canine teeth and like all sorts. Like they're meant to eat meat. Like chew. They just have like human teeth. Yeah, like they're. Yeah. Ugh. That's a and that's an easy question. That's an easy question that everyone in the group chat got wrong apparently. So that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the question. Um, small group that we asked. Anonymous listener. Anonymous listener. Um, anyways, let's wrap this thing up. Thank you guys so much for listening. We always love, uh, having y'all support us and, you know, listen to all our content. It means a lot to us. We're going to try to keep pumping out good new content, you know, both on here and on, uh, all of our social channels at Insta Schooner. Um, memes. We keep promising memes. I don't think we have done one. We we have not done a meme. I have already made a meme and it is (laughs) fire. It's going out on the Instagram. Watch out for it. Yeah. Oh, yep. <laughs> okay, that's a great meme. I love that. Yeah. The memes fire. Follow it. Do do the insta or follow us on Instagram at InstaSchooner to see that fire meme. Um, and more. And more. There's more. And my three keys of the game, which yep. you probably might understand if you listen to the podcast anyways. But hey, more content is more content. Um anyways, also check us out, Twitter, all that sort of stuff, Facebook, just so you can get our articles. Uh I would very much recommend uh, taking a look at our uh, Moonshine Bowl. Me and Ford, uh, who you've heard on this podcast before, created a created a pretty great rivalry game. So check that out. It's a pretty good write-up. Thunder stuff coming, too. Yeah. As well. This, this Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow, if you're listening to this podcast on Tuesday, uh, Thunder, the Thunder are back. Thunder Talk will be back. Like They kept soon. showing the Thunder in yeah. the, at the OU game. Yeah. Um, and Katie and I were trying to figure out who it was. It was like we heard like something, something players and then saw him up in the box. Yeah. Um, and like Steven Adams was like cut off from us and stuff. So it's just like we everyone. We were just looking at like Chris Paul and somebody else. Like we could only tell like in the bottom row. And Katie and I were trying to figure out what uh, OU players in the NFL that was. And we just could not. <laughs> I was like, I have no clue who those dudes are. I was like, they're not linemen. That's funny. And I was like, I don't, I don't know who these guys are. And then after the game, I saw it was the Thunder. So yeah, I'm pretty, not a, I'm not too knowledgeable in basketball. That's okay. But anyways, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe. Give us those five star ratings. Yep. Still waiting on a review. We need, a, we need a new review. I need some new blood, new things to make fun of. So if you haven't reviewed yet, do that. But we're available wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify. Um, you know, if you leave Apple a podcasts, review, cetera, if you leave a review, we will read it on air. We will. We're gonna start le- reading the reviews. No matter what, uncensored. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Apple yeah. only lets certain things on. That's true. So yeah, that whatever you put, we are reading. Just put it up there. Unless it's you, it. Chris. We're not reading some shit about how Tom Herman's a good coach. Yeah. No, we won't do that. So, anyways, thanks for, for listening, everyone. Yeah, for me and Ty. Thanks for listening. Boomer sooner. All right, test, test, test. Test, test, test. Testicle.